You niggas are ghetto. So that's an awkward I, place I to start. I'm starting right start at where I beat. left. I'm starting at um, why places don't do music or treat their music industry like California does. Because I would say things inside of everywhere else are not as condensed in terms of where you need to be. Because you don't tour all of California. You tour up and down the coast. You may True. go up to Sac- Sacramento, but you're not going inland very often. True, but more so, I mean, why don't you guys have work a with each other? Have system? A, yes, reach back. If you got on and have some semblance of like success, and then there's a new wave, why wouldn't you like help usher that in? Oh, the nature of people. I don't know why. California people are different because it's an active observation because there are multiple people from California that I know that people don't really like for any particular reason. Like people are like that with you. Like, why don't you like them? Oh, I just don't like them. Why? Uh, he don't act like he is just like, uh, for said people don't like him. It's just like, why is he so mellow? Why doesn't he care? Like, it's not that we don't care. We're just, it's just not that serious. We know what's important. <laughs> it's like you're not the it's the thing about it is like you're not that important to me to the point where I should really overreact about anything. Like ever. me being angry at you gives you credits to you being important. Which you're not. So why would I? Yeah, but no, I don't understand. Like, oh here. Y'all have Ray Cash, Kid Cuddy. MGK. MGK. Bone Thugs and Harmony, technically, in some way, shapes, or form. Yeah, Bone Thugs and Harmony. Uh, uh, RJD2. There's so. I don't know if there are any too many large guys from uh, Cincinnati. Cincinnati's kind of like a dead zone when it comes to rappers coming still, out of there. Still, y'all don't cooperate and work with each other. Even the young artists of the day don't like really collaborate out of the side of the like. They're clicks and clicks that they don't have any like issues with, which is like, and it's not even like issues. They just refuse to just like make music with each other because it is. I mean, it's the nature. It's kind of it's it was kind of Atlanta does it. Atlanta does it, but but there's still a lot of issues within the Atlanta culture. Like there's a subdivide there. There are. Like, there are people who definitely don't like each other, but they're definitely better about it than we, like, we are inside of this. But also, I don't think the music scene in Cleveland is wildly developed as it is. And that's just our example. Whereas, like, but for looking at a place that is considered to be very developed, but is not, like, as cooperative, like, New York isn't terribly cooperative. Yeah, no, not like, at all. Like, they're very much split up by boroughs. And it's like, ah, we're both from Bronx. We're all from the Bronx. We're we're from Brooklyn, yada, yada, yada. And that's how they choose who they run with. And it just seems so, I don't know. Not terribly useful to the cultivation of better music? Not at all. Like, or establishing, like, New York has the advantage of being, like, Covered the hub of music because they have, like, <laughs> two of the classic hip-hop stations. A lot of the actual record labels are based in New York. Yeah. So 
they just have like a lot of benefit of like the industry actually being there. But outside of that, they wouldn't have an actual like leg up if Paramount or like NBC Universal or any of these places decide to base themselves somewhere. Yeah, they don't have their own like it, thing. Yeah, their own internal insulary industry that they can survive off of. I mean, I'm pretty sure they have. You have a decent amount of venues inside the different boroughs, and the bars are definitely. From what I saw, you could go someplace and you could get a rap performance one night, or you could have a band, full band playing another night. But it's like, yeah, y'all. I'm sure you can make money in New York. That's not what I'm saying, but I'm saying that you're not going to be ever be lifted up outside of it. That and if you're always have to be worried about you in competition and beefing with the other dude that lives down the street in a and that actually happens to live in this borough that you now have to go and perform in. That's problematic. Oh, I mean, a lot of people kind of see it like, all right, there's only so much pie to go around. Every single bite of pie you get is a bite of pie that I can't get. That's not true, though. It, I know, because record labels, for the most part, are cultivated that way. It's like, well, we only bring in so many artists per year, and there's a limit, and we, we can only really recruit and see and listen to so many people. When you got, like, and they say this is just like, why do you have, like, an entire wall of CDs behind you? Oh, those are the demos that people send in that I just don't listen to. It's yeah. like, but we need you to hate each other. So that means you, y'all don't learn to hate us. <laughs> it's really important. All I know is y'all need to work together out here. Like, if... Also, a lot of... Old ass E-40 can hop on songs with people and help with whatever, like... The amount of cachet he happens to still have or garner. That's valuable. Yes. And it's usually an equitable exchange because when they're more successful and now more popular, they still continue to do songs with E-40. So it's like a mutual exchange where you don't really lose if you're an older act and you're not like... It's a retirement. You have a retirement plan. out for fucking Ray Cash right now? When's the last time y'all heard a Ray Cash song? I haven't. Exactly. <laughs> But maybe if he was engaged with the youth and things like that, there might be something that we would have heard. But no one wants to do anything with anybody else. And so it's just like, yeah, so you're going to be stuck in your ways and then just fall off into obscurity. I mean, that's kind of the way the music industry is designed to work. California doesn't work like that, but that's more so the exception to the rule. Also, I want to say E-40 been going forever. The flight from a given place doesn't necessarily help that. Like, it's not like Kid Cudi can really be Kid Cudi completely if he probably, if he stays in Cleveland the entire time. I mean, you can record and do stuff, but at some point you're probably going to live inside the major metropolitan area because you have access to better producers, better everything. And with that, when the good artists leave, then the good beat makers and everything else kind of leave because, you know, well, I can't stay here because I want to go work with better artists and all the better artists are out there. So I'm going to leave. And you just end up with side of this loop where all the talented people go to one place to try and like catch on. Yeah, fuck that. Oh, this is our music conversation for the week. Ash is here, by the way. Hi, Ash. Hey. 
Why aren't you talking about the why aren't you talking about our underground music scene? I don't understand why is that so important because things that make it make it. So I don't see the relevancy of me trying to be like, well, what's the point of building that network and getting people on? Like, you just gonna be you just gonna be just fine with or without that. I don't see the the real importance for it. It means a lot to him, but I don't see like why people should do that. That's not a bad, a bad thing that Cali niggas do that, but I don't see why the rest of the world shop onto that. I don't know. I mean, Tony's more so looking at it from the way, I mean, tell tell me if I'm wrong, but it's like they lift people up and allow them to actually get their first thing and whether it's like, all right, I'm pulling you up on this platform. Mm-hmm. If you now you're up on this platform. Now, whether or not you stay up here is completely and totally up to you because I I have my own and like I have my new issues with the California music system as it is. Because it leads to some pretty trash people being so, like, they go get on as just like, yeah, listen to this album. But this album is bad, but you just have features from all of these th- people that other people care about. So it's just like, this album's fire. And then they do an album by themselves. It's just like, I thought he could rap. Well, he only rapped for half the album last time. So are you really surprised? But that's a thing that you'll that'll happen. But then again, you never know because then you end up with people like Blueface where you listen to his first album and you th- you think like this isn't going to catch on. It just kind of does. Yeah. It's just like, oh, it's more like giving it's more about giving people a swing it, swing it back. It's just like, all right. Instead of just instead of just leaving them out there to dry and it's just like giving them no directions. They give them a little bit of direction. If they swing and they miss and they strike out well. That's all you now, dog. I told you what pitches were coming. I see that. I'm just but, not like. Because there's a lot. I'm a, There's probably just as many washouts inside the California music scene as there probably is anywhere else. It's just more likely that you can maintain yourself out of being there. Also, large population density helps in, multi, in having multiple uh, large cities within the same state. Because being able to tool it up up to San Francisco, to Sacramento, and down to Los Angeles and San Diego mm. probably helps. Oh, yeah, definitely, because then you're also going to stop in, like, Vallejo, San Jose. All little like, places. But you're going to hit a couple. You're going to have a nice little run. I mean, I don't think that it's something that has to be done, but I recognize that a lot of artists... Nine out of ten don't make it. Yeah. Out here. Uh you're being generous saying nine out of ten. I mean <laughs> it's like ninety nine out of I would say one out of twenty if, if one out of fifty. Yeah, maybe something like that. But it's like the up and down run of like there's no real reason because we have three major cities in Ohio. So that means you should be able to you should be able to swing like a de- decent concert tour going from starting in Cleveland, going to Columbus, going to Cincinnati, doing two shows and in you Cincinnati. You don't even have to stay in Ohio there. because in California, our coast run, we go up to Oregon and Seattle. So you could still hit um, Cincinnati, Columbus, Cleveland, Philadelphia, Jersey. Or and, you could go to Detroit. Or you could and go to Detroit. Chicago. Chicago's a bit further away than people give it credit it's for. It's like eight hours. Yeah, I know. So I, is New Jersey. But you got Philadelphia in the process of going to New Jersey. And you can hit Pittsburgh on the way. But we're arguing about the semantics of, Ca- of 
concert packing. Yeah. So it's like, <laughs> it more so just proves the point that there is multiple ways that you can go. Yeah. So like you could. We could have an entire Midwest thing. Yeah. And so that's more of my point. It's like, if you guys were more dedicated in building it up, there'd be just more money for people and more profit in general. And that I don't would think- require a promoter that cares enough about all those independent cities, which Cleveland definitely does have a have a music scene just because of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame and stuff like that. Like we have these things, but there is no entity that is interested inside of cultivating them. Like, yeah, just that's how I chalk it up to. If niggas wanted to do that, they would have been done it by now. It's just like I just don't think nobody really looking for the Midwest for, to pop. Like for all intents and purposes, say if we decided to make a a venue touring thing or a or a record label or something like that, and our entire stick is doing that, like for that, I would say that's logical. Because we one, I have stepped foot in all of the cities that I would say we're touring in. From like, I've been to Chicago, Detroit, Cleveland, Columbus, Cincinnati, Philadelphia, Pittsburgh. I mean, if you're already there, you can hit New York and that can be like the apex of your tour. So the Chicago to New York tour is what you could call it. And then you can just drive, you can set that entire thing up, get them a tour bus and just hit all those different locations once you have like a reasonable album. I guess I've seen it. I've seen people try to start it out here. And so I guess that's more so why I speak that way. It's like I've seen like promoters actually like try and cultivate different artists from different regions of here and allow them to like engage. But saw that like be met with a lot of just like them being petty and oh, this is the popular one now. And so we jealous of him. And so we talking shit about him because, well, fuck his music. And it's like, how about we, y'all all... That's the reason why I want to say it would probably have to be a label and a, uh, a label slash touring thing because uh, you need to have some amount of control over the artist and you probably need to put, like... Yeah, he didn't have anything. The only thing he had was um, a partnership with the Grog. Like, like for instance, and I'm so, going to use this because it's what I know about there's a there is a streaming service called Twitch. And one of the terms and services that you sign when you become a, a sponsored streamer is that you're not allowed to talk bad about other streamers. Completely and totally against the rule and they they can rip it away from you. That's something I would put inside of my contract. It's just like you're not allowed to say shit about the other artists on the label. You just don't. It doesn't do anything. More than likely, you guys are all going to be touring together. And the goal is for you all to kind of pull together and bring enough together to. So it means like you, your entire thing can feed off of each other. And instead of just being fans of one of you, they can be fans of all of you. And then we can use you to anchor another. T- we can use each of, in- each of you individually to anchor your own tours. And then we can put some lesser acts underneath you and use your fans to filter in through these guys. And like build up another generation because that's quintessentially what California people do. You you use your heavy hitters to build up your lower guys, and then eventually, once they all get a large enough fandom, they can do their own tour, and then their then their fans will become fans of each other. And then next thing you know, you have three 
probably more like one successful artist because probably one out of every three inside of that groups are probably going to make it maybe two out of three if you're lucky if you get three out of three like being super successful that's that's probably fine but that'd be great but i'm gonna assume one out of three or two out of three is for if things go well but like why people are inherently negative over here about each other because they all it's kind of a midwestern thing because it's like you look at it and everyone kind of it's like that hard work thing and i'm gonna outwork everybody else and by doing that but if someone else is over there putting in work and i'm not outworking them that means they're entitled to just as much as i am and i don't like that personally because your food is my food could have been my food basically but you haven't finished with eat, eating what's in front of your face yet. Such a crab in a bucket mentality. Yeah, it is. It's like trying to put the ocean in a bucket. That don't make no sense. I mean, it's ultimately not them not understanding that there's more than enough money out here to go around for musical acts. There's more than enough money, enough attention. It's. Not like the people that listen to Drake don't also listen to Kendrick. It's not like the people that buy tickets to go see Drake don't buy tickets to go see Kendrick. So I would assume that if it can happen for the biggest artist, why would it not be possible for other artists? Because they want all the clout and everything to go to them. Like, all right. Instead of my, I want my song to pop for like 10 weeks and I don't want it to fall off in five because this new thing comes up behind me and just cuts me off of the legs because that's time I could have been more successful. But because of this dude coming out with this song, I could have been more popular because I could have been popular for longer. But I don't think that necessarily holds any weight. Because you make mu- you almost make just as much money for being number two as you do on number one. You just have to pull together another decent album. Yeah. It's just like, yeah. Work, like, go back, work on your craft, come up with something. Like, evolve your craft and come back with something new. But, I don't know. That just kind of makes me run a con- want to run a concert tour and watch it spiral out of control and possibly fail. But I think I could be successful with that. That would be interesting. I mean. But the thing, my weird thing is, I think it's a lot easier to do with rock than it is for rappers, too. Probably. I don't know why it's easier to do with rocks, rock inside of this region, but it's like I get a bunch of rock bands together and they can cooperate and party together and do that stuff. But for some reason, rappers always got to be for one another. and There's no particular reason. <laughs> it's just like, it's I like- hate you. Why? Why? It's like this ego. I don't know what the ego is. Because you're not as good as I am. You're the same goddamn ticket with no headliner. The inherent competitive nature of hip hop that they don't know how to like temper. It has its place like all the rappers in California think that they're the best rapper in California. And they actively say it. It's not like a secret. Even though majority of them are not the best. Not at all. There's only one of those. And like, I mean, Kendrick Lamar exists inside of your state. You all know the pecking order more than likely. <laughs> it's just like. The game actively just came out and said, 
that he is the best rapper, including Kendrick, in California. He number one. He said, it's I'm either big that homie. Or y'all out there to lose. He said, I'm big homie. Y'all know what it is. <laughs> but don't nobody have an issue with that. Like, that's just a competitive nature. Like, that's how you're supposed to feel about yourself. Well, but it, that's not it, a personal shot. That's not saying that, oh, Kendrick can't rap. That's not saying that. This it's him having terrible. confidence in himself instead of putting everyone down. But everyone else, but everyone Y'all else is not the world. But everyone else looks at it. Yeah, that's if, weird. If I don't he's know if that's the our best. Problem. Hey, so I can't be the best. <laughs> so your problem is y'all don't know how to be self confident. I don't know I mean, if that's our problem. No, that's what I, mean, I, I don't that's think Charles got me. No. Y'all don't know how to be self confident. I think most artists are self confident. Y'all niggas are wildly insecure. I don't think most artists. Most artists aren't confident in the work they produce. They look at it and they say it's trash. Niggas get on stage and just head down. As an artist myself, that when I bad. was drawing, I would say, oh, that picture sucks. Everyone else, that picture is amazing. No. Because I, I see all the disparate parts. But when you put it together, when people put it together, they're like, this is great. No, it isn't. Yeah. No, like, I don't I don't get that. Whereas California dudes is like, this is great. Nigga, you are off beat. The beat is also bad. <laughs> the beat is off you. <laughs> like the beat is trying to run away. Cause I was like, no, nah, I definitely be writing <laughs> stuff. And I don't really be like, sometimes I'll get stuck and I don't like like what I think of. But once I like start actually writing, I'm generally pretty satisfied, like in my creative, like artistic. That's why I, I was like, that's why like I'm I'm sending this to you. You read it. Let me know things you think I should change. But in my mind, I'm like, that shit is dope. <laughs> as soon as you finish reading, I know it's going to be dope. I, then I just got to get it edited, and it's, I'm out here. Oh. So, yeah, for me, it's just like, y'all don't have Why that don't you confidence. have any level of confidence in the things that you produce and that they're automatically yeah, just going to be great? you're not confident enough that you are good enough to be on the song with this other person that has, quote, unquote, more attention than you do right now. And they, a lot of people also... So do you have confidence enough to be successful in general? Yes. How? How can you be successful in general if you're not confident enough to stand next to something that you consider success? Uh, because that shit scares you. Some people kind of view it as there's only so much success to go around, which is inherently flawed. It's like if I'm I mean, we see it in the way people walk around in life. Yeah, like that's why I, it's like there are tired people who are like, y'all just need to pull yourselves up by your bootstraps like we do. You poor too. What you out here doing, bro, bro? You're poor. Nah, I'm rich at heart. That's one of the things, like, just not music, but when I was like, oh, how are you going to get your book published and all that shit? Like, I don't even tell my family and friends that I do this for real. Cause I know they won't support it, and it's just because I've seen other artists not get supported by them. I there's so many more people that I don't know that I could um, network with to tell them about this. But like people that's close around you, or people around here, I don't depend on them to like just self publish and put it on Amazon. Sell it on. Okay. That's not the point, ma'am. <laughs> that's not the point. I'm sorry. I get what she's saying, where she feels like I can be more open and connect and get more like positive and. Even just like constructive criticism from people that are outside of the area than coming from people that are quote unquote closer to me. Like, or in this area. Yeah, because I'm not. Like, oh, no, that's not going to be anything, or you can't do that. And it's like, 
My nigga, what you did is decide. Or that- I'm gonna listen to it and don't really listen to it. Or you just like champion shit. I'm like, I'm not looking for you to fucking coddle me or anything like yeah, that. No, I hate that too. Don't do that to me. Just be like, oh, that's nice, and then don't say nothing else afterwards. But your family and friends will say that shit to your face and be like, oh, I want you to be successful. And then really, in real life, they wouldn't really support you. And I've seen that done to pe- lots of people around me. Mm. But I'm not afraid to be like to branch outside of that. I don't do it with them because I don't feel like they would anyway, if that makes sense. Well, no, see, I think that's fair. Like, I feel like if you have, obviously, it's probably come from, like, having attempts with family members and things like that that is giving you, like, this perspective. Hey, this is a learned behavior. They're probably not going to be the most supportive of, like, my personal goals and creative endeavors. Yeah, they don't give a fuck, which I'm totally, like, accepting of. I'm not 100% cool with. Like, when I told my mom we had... Uh, what was it? What was the goal? I think either the Instagram goal or when we had a thousand or thirteen hundred, whatever the fuck I told her. No, it was the Instagram one. She was like, "Let me know when you get to a thousand. I wanted a hitter. <laughs> I wanted to hit my bob and like pull her wig back and be like, "Bet you, mom." That's when I was like, "All right, this ain't gonna." It's just yeah, like this ain't that. This ain't gonna work. I mean, <laughs> why don't you follow and help us get to the thousand? No, fuck her. At this point, it's well, fuck no, my yeah, mom. Opposed to doing that is is just like, why are you so? Why don't you help me I'm and not, promote no, this to people? I know you now. Can't explain it to a person that well, no. already in that perspective. I I understand. Yeah, well, you mean I more? Not can, Bitch, I've been busting my ass for how many fucking years? You gonna tell me I need more I to leave my child every Sunday? Look at her stupid little face every time I leave. You gonna tell me I need to do more? Oh my God, I wish I could crash this car. That's a, That was the anger, like, and the way she said it, I was like, oh, that's when I got it in my head. Like, I just don't trust none of you niggas. Like, <laughs> they don't really, they just letting it do what it do because they don't, they don't know. And I'm not asking them to know, but it was like, I, damn, I just wanted you to know that this was not for nothing. <laughs> Especially the thousand one. I couldn't even share that with her. That old fucking hoe. What? Oh. I was, man, uh. Yeah, what? I look at that. Charles doing hand signs over here, gang banging on niggas. No, Tony don't read sign language. Charles, <laughs> I just want you. I to was know that. yelling over here with what? No, I no, his yells. Yeah, I did. That's why I looked over, and then you, and then I can't read lips either. Especially mm-hmm. when you like trying to mouth it hard. I just need you I to speak regular. <laughs> I was like, I was like, I'm done with this. I'm going to eat this hot chew and y'all going to figure it the fuck out. Oh, But no, I think that um, that's a fair assessment if. You're not, you're just not used to getting well, support in general. Then, Well, yeah, because if, especially if. The, the, I can say that's like the friend perspective out here as well. Like. Yeah. I don't see, like, outside of, like... A very small amount of people. A small amount of people that, like, I'm directly connected with. Most of the people that I know do something that is very atypical. I think it's that working class shit. Like, I've been thinking about where we are in terms of... Like, we have a lot of nature around us that make you super, like everything's fine like even when everything is not but like science proves this it's a lot of negative ions in nature and that relaxes the fuck out of you and like all you got to do is go to work and chill and then you could go to the beach like what else would you really what else is there really to attain 
in the Midwest, like for real. So that's why I can kind of be like, oh, well, niggas just. And Raw materials. Yeah, like what? Think about it. Like think, like you said, all of our friends and family, they just want to work and do that, which is why they don't really fully support the creative shit because they don't really give a fuck. Like my mother's more supportive of everything that I do. My father's just definitely more so the grounded person, but that's because of the family dynamic. But my yeah. mother's all like, all go go. All of us make our own business. Fuck everybody. It's mm-hmm. <laughs> just like not her words, but quintessentially is just like. I don't want to have to depend for, I don't want to have to depend on others in order to feed myself. No, my mother came downstairs the other day. My mother was like, AT&T hiring $18 an hour. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, for you, where you going? <laughs> first things you first. You trying to go back? Because she worked there for 30 years. I'm like, damn, you going back? I look at her and say, one, is $18 an hour really all that much at the end of the day? I understand that it's like, you make more than most people make. More than double. But if you look at it, after taxes... Yo, the check that you're gonna be bringing home, like you're just gonna, be, you're, you're you're gonna be professionally strong along, basically. Oh, I didn't tell you that. Um, my old former job was like, well, we need somebody extra help on the weekends. Would you consider coming back on Saturday? And I'm like, well, maybe. It's like you did so good, and we really trust you. I'm like, cool. Is it was gonna do ten dollars an hour? <laughs> yeah, that that. Price. It was like from seven to three. I'm like, um, seven. PM to 3 a.m. 7 a.m. 7 a.m. to 3 p.m. And then maybe another day. I was like, I could just make $80. That's $80. Or that, not even just making money. My Saturdays are free. That's the whole thing it is. My time is now mine. <laughs> I can do with it whatever I want. And then, like, just being locked down in my house, which ain't like a bad thing. I'm pretty introverted. But for $80, I'm like, I don't want to wake up and put the miles on my car for just $80. I don't want to do anything for $80. It's not geared towards me doing it the way I want to fucking do it. It's $80. It's $80. It's like you sitting up here like, I could sell a pair of jeans for $80. I I definitely can say that my family doesn't understand most of what's going on. They don't. And they just kind of just be like, sure and they don't they don't say much of anything what you talk about this week oh every once in a while you might get that but other than that i'm not looking for these niggas for like moral support like mom what would you do in this situation like my grandma she's definitely more of the well well how are you gonna make money are you gonna get a job (laughs) it's always this job you know i'm not getting a job if i do get a job i'm gonna quit again how about that Yes, uh, I'm trying to ride this. Well, the is that going to give you anxiety, Grandma? If I quit another job, oh, it's like they just can't see. They really just can't <laughs> just see. Like, like, why just don't understand how I am going to survive? They don't. They just really just be like, no. I mean, you can survive now. <laughs> and my mother, yes, I yes, can. Yes, like I'm, I'm, I'm giving them. Well. <laughs> yeah, like I'm giving them. Nothing much has changed. Uh, I mean, and your mother is definitely like, more so like. He's just gonna go do Tony things. She, yeah, she's gonna figure it out. Accepting <laughs> of it now, but it definitely took a lot of like and, conversation. Like, and I guess I can say like, at least she had the conversation. Well, not that, but you know how sometimes you achieve something, like how Ash was saying, where she's proud of the goals and the things that we're accomplishing as a group, and her mom was like, "Well, hit a thousand. My mom doesn't necessarily hit me with the, well, hit a thousand, mm-hmm. but she doesn't 
also respond in like a proud way. Like she don't really like know what shit mean. So it's just like, well, okay. the metrics and are ultimately like, meaningless. Yeah. So it's just she like, doesn't yeah. consume the medium in any way. Shape it's or like, form. Damn, it's so you're like, not, you don't understand how this is like, like an amazing thing for me. And so like, I'm not getting what I need from you. Yeah. And so that makes it difficult where it's not like she's not trying to be supportive, but sometimes they don't supportive. understand what's going on. Like when I have the conversation with my mother it's just like, well, what do I get it at? You go, well, it's like you go and search for it on a podcast website. Cause we're on all of them. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, uh, well, no, we're not on YouTube. That's not a podcast network. That's, po- that's not a podcast thing. That's YouTube. <laughs> it's just like I can't find it I I'm told not, you it's just see? like you won't give it to me it's like you know what as of this point I've told you the name if you if you actively wanted to seek it out that hard you could have found it out yeah no I'm just at the thing where it's like okay until they start seeing like the big things that people want to see they want to see the 10% that we was talking about the other day they want to see the result they want to see the the glitz and the glam and yeah, I don't even know if at the end if they gonna give a fuck for real. <laughs> Which, no, hey. but that's the funny thing. But that's really if what we actually get see. to the yeah. point where if we if we're making millions of dollars, everyone will show up because now you're making millions of dollars because they want the results. They, they don't want the grind. Yeah, that's part what of I it. mean. The ten percent, like if we, and that's what I was saying yesterday. Like the product is only ten percent of us being mentally drained, coming here, spending endless hours thinking about it, coming up with topics, researching. Just different things and different assets and energy that we have to put into this that they don't isn't sit- accounted for, isn't really valued. And then it's like, oh, well, are you at that 10% yet that we that we want to see where it's like yeah. the glimpse and the glam and y'all are doing all of the nice things and, oh, you're here now. Because it's like, this is 90% production. This is 90% me sitting in front of a, inside of Tony's basement figuring things out. It's not even, like we do. Uh, yeah, like, how I much have to time? Go look up topics and things like that. Like he has I, to figure things up. He has to figure things out. Yeah, like I send out text messages every single every single time we do late night palette. Like I didn't yep. send out one this week because I meant to send out one yesterday but or we, like well, let's move to Wednesday. So yeah, and that's what, which I told you Wednesday seems like it's a better day for her. She it just is. Accept it. Well, no, I had that conversation with her. It's just like, so you want to do that? I'll get back to you. It's just like, alright. It's just gonna be Wednesday at this point. <laughs> she said Monday is too hectic and busy, and she canceled for Monday and say, "Can we do Wednesday every week for like the last three weeks?" So I said, like, "Why don't we just do Wednesday?" Because it'll turn into Friday. <laughs> and she was like, "Well, I don't think that we need to. Mondays is good. Obviously not." <laughs> uh. It's like, I mean, we don't have a particular, I'm normally not doing anything at about 8 p.m. on fr- on a random Wednesday, so I don't much care. Tony's going to be here regardless, probably. Yeah, it's fine. Like, I don't mind doing it whatever day. Whatever we day said I we need did. to do the shows or things like that. And, like, I want to get back into being, like, developmental on mm-hmm. more shows, but. That's just, a whole other thing. Yeah, but. We're, we're talking about the creative process, which would be a well, whole other thing. Well, not even, like, our, our creative process. I, I guess. From my original point of being collaborative, I guess I wish there were more spaces where I felt like outside of Charles and Ashley, Mm -hmm. I could go to people inside of this place and actually have face-to-face discourse and like... 
Yeah, that's what I was so looking for too. So you want like the Cleveland but game more developer so meetup, that basic type of thing? Not even that, where it was... You could go there, you could talk about what you're doing, talk about mechanisms for things. I know what saying. Not as structured as that, where it's more like, hey... We just happen to meet other people that are willing to engage in these things because they're like minded. And it doesn't have to be like, oh, we got to set up this meetup that's going to happen this one Tuesday out the month. And oh. that's the only time we're going to be able to engage in this. It's like, I, I don't mean, mind that because, like, I mean, I've been trying nice to get more into it. But I see what you're saying. He was like, I just wish some random nigga just, <laughs> or was we, there more opportunities you than just that? Call yeah, somebody just up, get everybody over here, and just be, have a bunch of people that you can just spitball with. And yeah, I just stuff. wish that more of the people that I knew, like how I said, like outside of like, like you two, it is like, a Stan Carl situation. Um, I kind of consider Marcus inside of that quasi. Um, but outside of that, most people that we know, or at least that I know, do a traditional nine to five. Go home, uh, work chill life. for a bit, and then go to sleep. Yeah. yeah, I think that just requires a certain amount of risk, which is something now that I'm willing to take. And I don't know if people out here are just willing to take those risks. I can see why you wouldn't. Well, what are you losing? You're not losing. You. That's I what mean, you want. You're losing security. But yeah. it takes people fight. I mean, people yeah. value security. I mean, yeah, and they secure in this bitch. Listen, I mean, no, no, well, a lot I of people just this aren't is a secure. very easy place to live. But I yeah. guess my thing is a lot of people choose security but complain about like their life. And yeah. that don't seem like happiness to me. Y'all gotta pick one. I yeah, get a lot of people who are security. complaining about life a lot, but I get a lot more so if I watch the older people around me, like, well, we need to do yeah, this. So it's not people in my life, but it's like like when I was inside of Amazon. I met a lot of people that complained about like what was going on. I met a lot of people that took accountability, but a lot of other people that just like everything was an issue. And it's like, all right, but you keep allowing, and this is the situation that you've decided to exist inside of. So either you can continue to just be upset that these things are occurring, or you can choose to make different decisions. But they don't seem to be willing to make those different decisions. And I guess that's kind of how I feel about, like, the artistic slash music scene out here, where it's like everybody complains about, oh, there's not enough um, light out here on people out here in Cleveland. Oh, we don't get enough opportunity. Oh, there's not a lot of people out here that make it. Yeah. You, you do all the <coughs> complaining, but the things that would lead to a more lucrative, more healthy... And, and more productive music ecosystem. ecosystem and just creative ecosystem that would help then produce people and more people that were going to be able to just do the things that they were interested in. Then you would do the things that were necessary for that, but y'all don't want to do that. And so that's what's confusing to me, I guess. It's like, yeah, oh. I see that. And so I, especially since from probably 2000, Eight to 2010. No. From 2012. When did I get back from uh, the Air Force? When did you get back from? You were in the Air Force for like, what, two, three years? I got back in, I think, 2013. I want to say. 2012. 2012, you were here. So from 2012 to 2014, I was heavily involved in the Cleveland music scene. 
And so, like, that's how I got to know, like, the promoters at the Grog. Like, I have a really good relationship with, like, um, Settles and things because he still does, like, promotion and works with them and things like that. So I get shown love at certain places. But it stemmed from me doing a lot of work. But in, in that, I recognize that, all right, y'all do a lot of infighting, a lot of complaining, and then a lot of biting the hand that feeds you. Well... And it's like, y'all are so quick to take this short thing that you think is instant instead of play the long game. Because, I mean, with artists and with anybody in particular, they get, people get real upset when they don't. All right. It's one of these things that I've noticed about people in general. People will do a lot of stupid things when it's about the principle of things. And I've never actually heard of a situation that was any good. When someone looked at you and said, well, it's about the principle of the thing. I think that is exactly how our parents want us to live. It's based off of the principle of the things. Oh, you should be going to work because that is supposed to be good. It's the principle of it. Or you need to be at this job and stay committed and work these specific hours. And it's like, well, why did you, man, why, why did you like piss off the promoter? Well, it's about the principle of like this entire situation. They're making more money than we are because we just, we decided to have it like tonight. We had this real good concert, but they paid us up a flat amount up front. And that's the reason why we get, but I, I feel like we need this, like this, we deserve this money because it's the principle of it. We did the work it's the principle, but we agreed to this other thing, but the principle, I feel like I'm getting scammed now. Based off a of principle, yeah, it's pretty it's much just, a nice way of saying I'm upset. And I, I don't know. It's just, and I think that's how our friends treat us. It's like, and not in our friends, just people that I, I guess I've come in contact with. Where if you ex- express like even a little bit of like what you see as your vision for like creativity, sometimes you get like this blowback, veiled negativity. Or like, yeah, see what you need to do is or shade or like, yeah, somebody asked you like, what I need to do. What like, the fuck are what you, you doing? Exactly. Like you're not working on nothing. You not and you sit there and ruminate all... about what you should be doing, what we could be doing, and see what happened if I had a million dollars. Like I'm not with that shit, and I never really was. I'm not a complainer by nature. Nah, I'll be complaining. I'm not a complainer at my job, but like when I worked, I would never sit with nobody and be like, man. I knew the work I was doing was like soul was sucking. Yeah. But I also was like, I get to work from home and I can go to Dollar Tree and fuck off for two hours. So I'm complaining, but also not doing shit. <laughs> like, cause after a while, was you gonna fire me? I didn't give a fuck. And I still don't to this day. But also, it was either for me, I coasted for a while, don't get me wrong. It was definitely an autopilot moment. But after a while I just start seeing, well, why not me? Why not start? And I'm not thinking about nothing anymore about what I could be doing and how much money I could have and da da da. Oh, I mean, for the most part, my I'm not necessarily focused on money right now. Well, one, I have I have a secondary job, and mm-hmm. two, I also understand that building up an ecosystem of things is prop building setting up an environment that allows you your everything to be successful is a lot better than just making a lot of money right now. Because yeah. say if everything that we were doing was making $70,000, we were making $70,000 a piece, but we can only make that for, let's say, five years. Mm-hmm. I would rather make $40,000 for for 20 years because at the end of the day, I'm making 
more money in the long run. Yeah. Me and sitting inside were, the like Nike store and being like, damn, I wonder how many niggas in here reselling. And how I wish like, could we just talk? <laughs> like, I don't, I know we're in competition. <laughs> But, but you're can really we not. Talk? Yeah, like, like I at wish the end of the like, day, what's going on? It's like you see me on my phone saying, "Phone, you, you just all yeah. we can create like a little group and yeah, you something." Up, you'd be like, "I just want to know, things, like, yeah." Things, but like, like everyone is so or fucking you can just set ghost a price like, point mm-hmm. with one another instead of undercutting each other. Say, you know what? These LeBrons, what blah blah blah. This is how much we sell selling them for, and if everyone sells at this point, they're gonna buy them. Yeah, for me, I don't even, like I said, it's not even about the money at the end of the day. I just want to know more people around. It's like, for me, my writing, I'm like, I need to be better. Be around other people that are writing. Be around other writers. Read more. Those are the things that I'm working on this year. I was like, where is your motherfuckers at? Like, <laughs> That's my biggest thing. Where are you? <laughs> That's the one reason that I want to get the house, because I want, like, us to be able to sit around someplace and not be bothered by other people. Yeah, and people. then just bring other people that we think are also creative in and be like, all right, here's a space that can just be a space of work. Yeah. And we don't have, you don't have to like be worried about like, dealing people, with people. yeah, dealing with people like harassing you or not really necessarily like respecting it. To the forward movement that I'm trying to do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's so, like, because one of the biggest things that I can't, I don't know why I can't stand it. But when someone comes up and continuously asks me, what are you doing? <laughs> oh, yeah. He told me about this situation. And I'm sitting up here like <laughs> working on this. Okay. Hour later. What are you doing? Bruh. Every <laughs> single time I answer this question, I have to stop my thought process. Takes me about a good 10 minutes to get back inside of the zone. Get back to where I'm at. Figure out what I'm doing. Restart the logic. So 30, 30 minutes done. Sit down. 30 minutes later. What are you doing? God damn it. <laughs> Who does that? <laughs> yeah. Is that, yeah. Is that a it's family member? <laughs> yes, I know it is. <laughs> of course it is. I'm like, that sounds like someone close it's to you. Like, <laughs> that's what he was on. That's what got him fully on board with. He's like, you know what? I think right. space it's like as idea. of right now, I'm having a hard time getting the web application done be- just because of that. And it's just like, and you're always <laughs> here. <laughs> just, no, I was just thinking about the house. Then, I'm like, damn, I can't wait to get the house. I bizarrely, I always get freaking emergency calls. That means it's just like, ah, nobody's here. I can sit down. <sighs> yes. The entire world shattered. Well, I get double time. Yes, you do. God damn it. Because <laughs> double time for me is like $35, $40 an hour. So it's just like, damn it. <laughs> you can make that $80 or two hours. <laughs> yeah, and that's the main thing. That pisses me off. Uh, yeah, that was wild. That was so wild. He was, was the like, first person mm-hmm. I told him about. I was yeah, like, what was like, would you do? And then he was like, I wasn't trying to be that guy. I'm like, don't be that guy because I'm not doing that shit. What the fuck? Yeah, I was like, and then I was like, right. I'll do it if you pay me this amount of money. Nah, we got somebody else to do it. Oh, well, thank you. I don't know. Yeah, because uh, I was like, I wouldn't do it for that money. But if they pay you more money, that I'd is better. Yeah. But I'm not doing this for $80 for seven hours. Because I was like, oh, I'll just put that money to the side and just invest it in stocks or something if I get paid what I want to get paid. That I couldn't be like, all right, well. Oh, I never would have hung up the phone. I said, well, we'll pay you $10 an hour. 
here's the counter offer. You give me about, I don't know, 17. And you leave me a 17 or 18. Bruh, the fact that they just didn't want to no pay right that now, was just like, like I don't know you can afford it. I know you can afford it. Yeah, I know they can afford it too. Don't lie to me. <laughs> yeah. I was like, don't <laughs> lie to me. Like, I like to tell you, like, don't lie to me, but also thank you. Bye bye. I'm glad you guys thought so well of it. And see, like, parents and just close relatives and friends that do the traditional thing don't understand. Like, everybody that I tell that I'm no longer at Amazon. Jeez, seems good job, man. So <laughs> surprised. Uh, like, oh, you live Amazon? Really? You know what? Well, the th- they what? had they yes. didn't see the day to day. So yes, as a person who saw, it don't even matter. If it was great if Tony was like, "This is a great job." No, it's just not doing still. it. Yeah, like niggas would have stayed in that because of how much I was making. Even if it was a great job, but making money doesn't vindicate you or make you happy. Not me, but them. No, yeah. see, the things that money gets you makes you happy, but the money itself doesn't really ha- make you happy. And my thing I'm is, trying to tell you y'all, getting like, a house making, but the money didn't make you happy. Was, it was the thing. I was online, and then the guy was like, "Yeah, here's the steps you take. You do the." Make sure your side income can pay like one of your bills, or like, isn't it great to go on your PayPal and pay the rent? I'm like, you motherfucking right. If I made it, I'm a part of this goddamn club. And I've been trying to get in for a while, but I'm like, I still feel like shit. I don't feel good. At, I, not that I'm saying it's bad. I'm not. I hopefully don't I don't have to fulfilled. go that. But it was like, oh, I got my business now. Now what? You grow it. I already knew that that was the. Thing, but now it's like it's not it's not about the money for me that really drove her home like oh these things might sustain me but what's really like calling towards like, me is something way different than this what do i want i know what i want it's like the thing i want is i want a program and i know that is the thing that just so happens it makes me money yeah but that is a side effect of me doing this now yeah. there's but also there's other things where i'm not going to allow people to underpay me because exactly. it's just like I've had people offer me like, well, we're going to give you thirty five thousand dollars and we're going to move you in Seattle. Absolutely. Fuckatively not. He said thirty five thousand to live in Seattle 30, or yeah, move you over there. No, thirty five thousand people a dollars a year to and living in, in Seattle? Seattle. And I looked at them Bleh. and it's like, that's not possible. That's not possible. Bleh. What are you talking about? <laughs> this nigga called them like, dirty faggot well, liars. <laughs> <laughs> I've never had. No. That's not possible. That's true. It's just like, well, we've had other people do it. You're lying. I mean, <laughs> so they probably don't actually live in Seattle. They probably commute. You probably are at, at that point, you're living in Kent or Tequila or anything that's south. And that's like. You're commuting an hour to get to work. Well, that, but also like. You're not really in Seattle. It's like. Bruh, that don't sound okay. I feel offended. Yeah. Or like living in Garfield for you. (laughs) That's that's the type of energy I want y'all to feel. Like that energy right there. The Garfield. You have to understand what Akron is like. Akron does not have the Akron actively does not have any. They haven't paved streets in God knows how long. It's so weird when I roll through Akron. It's just I go like, there pretty often, and I don't want to stay. This is like <laughs> oh my god! And this is, this is like a downgraded East Cleveland. 
Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's just like, and I, those are words that I never said I, I would be able to fix my lips to come out and but say. But that's not enough to move anywhere. I don't give a fuck where. Like, that's like, no. I don't exactly. even want $35 to stay and here. And the woman the got fuck? offended. And then, they, and then she got offended about it. And then they also said, it's just like, oh, you would also have to pay us to train you. I'm like, what? what? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, well, you need to be trained in object-oriented tr- programming. Why that's not like a pimp it? situation. I don't I know how y'all feel. Know how. It's not like a tricking situation. No, today. no, no. Regardless but, but, of that, regardless of that. No, no, hold on. How you going to hire me? <laughs> and then I pay you. you. And then they want to sign me to an <laughs> exclusivity contract for like two years. It's just like, I'm looking at this like, who and agreed when they look to me, this? No. Let me talk to the dick that agreed to this so See, I can get him some I'm help. I'm that you said no, because I'm like, man, we got better ideas than that over here. We nah. can, well, no, it's not even... It, I just straight up said no. It's just like, <laughs> I get enough offers just vicariously through through my email that pay me more than that. Leave me alone. You pay me. Stop calling me. It, That's like, some pimp I, shit, I though. I actually blocked them on LinkedIn. It was It's just like they kept trying to re-engage with me. It's just like, well, how do you feel about it now? I haven't changed my mind at all. Before they asked you again, <laughs> how do you feel about it like, now? I feel more offended that you asked twice. Why are you running this back? You know what that sound like? You know you get them random calls from Microsoft, from yep. John Smith that got like the heavy Indian accent? That sound like a whole ass scam. <laughs> It's just like they're a real company and they're out here training people to be programmers. But it's just like, I'm already one. Why do I need to be trained? Well, <laughs> we're trying crazy. to train you with mainframe technology. Java is just an object or it's basically C. I can figure out the syntax on my own. Yeah, they tried to lay that pan pan down on you, but that's strong. 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 They try to say, it's just like, well, why on? won't you just. But leave me alone. Yeah, I will do this on my own. Pimping ain't easy, Charles. What you can say? I have two years of experience now. Let me go. Like, like not too long ago, my father said, "Oh, I have connections to Fifth Third Federal and Progressive. You want jobs there?" I said, "Sure, I'll take a fifty thousand dollar a year job." And then, because it's not like I can't organize this stuff on on the side, it just pretty much comes down to now. It is just like work this and like very brief amounts of time where I get to do what I want which I'm willing to do I've done it before but yeah no no I'm not willing to do that yeah I recognize that when I was at Amazon you were completely there, totally sapped like not even that that at a point where I had decided I no longer wanted to be there I decided that, nah, bro, you got to stay because you said you was going to do this for a year. Why am I doing this out of some random principle that I created? <laughs> Nigga, if you don't get the fuck out of here. I'm not doing shit for the principle. Right? <laughs> that was hey. like the worst time in my life uh, where I was like I actively like-, like convincing myself that I needed to stay and actually get to the year. And it was like for all these just 
like arbitrary, arbitrary, made like, up reasons. Yeah, that don't mean anything to me really. And I'm like, why well, I drew an arbitrary ass line in the sand. I got. I drew this line. I'm going to be racist <laughs> right now. And I'm taking leave. my foot. Yeah, it's like, yeah, I have There's to go. No, I'm the only person holding myself to it. This is literally me taking my hand, put it to the, putting it on the eye, and holding it Gosh. there, and being like, I can't let, I can't let it go because, because I said I can't. Yeah, yeah. No, but that was my dumb. head's on fire. Yeah, no, I, that was the, the dumbest shit for me. And so recognizing that and like, and like, I didn't recognize it in a moment. I just finally got fed up and said, all right, I got to go. But, but looking back at it, it's like, you were holding yourself hostage to some arbitrary standard. And that's why you were very unhappy. Because once you recognize that you don't like this no more, you usually Not choose what makes you happy. And Get the fuck out of that. That's not what you did. You said, all right, I'm going to stay and do this year like I said I was going to do this year. But why? Why do you need to do that? What the fuck is the point? Nothing. You said you would. That was dumb. (laughs) Like, the one thing, like, there was a point where I felt like I needed to prove to myself that I could finish things. Because before then, I, in my opinion, I hadn't. I had gone to the Air Force and said, I don't want to do that anymore. So I left. I had gone to California and kind of decided I wanted to go to college, but decided that I didn't want to do that anymore and went to the Air Force. So, and then I decided, all right, I'm going to go to college and actually finish that out. So I did that. This had no purpose. This didn't benefit me. I I didn't get money. And realistically, I wish I had taken the other job. Oh, what the... But I know what I think I know what you're talking about. Yeah, where I'd have been working for like Head Start yeah. because them niggas were just getting checks for staying at home and dropping off supplies to families every once in a while. You like driving anyway? It'd have been great. I just would have been here while everybody else was off and at home. But no, I was in this fuck ass facility every day for twelve hours a day. <laughs> With a bunch of people being very upset if you didn't. Yeah, yeah. Oh I ain't never seen my homie that beat inside of his spirit. Oh, <laughs> he, he was. Thrilled. I didn't realize that there was a problem until Tony looked at came in here. Is just, is just like, oh, well, he walked. He got in here at eight. I said, you ready to start the show? He's just like, no, I'm not doing the show for an hour. Mm-hmm. I was like, why? No, he was playing like fucked up music, like <laughs> heartbreaky. I'm like, are you okay? Like it was like and I'm dying the whole inside. like it was like like heartbreak. Like I am sad and fuck these hoes, but also like, it was just yeah, no, heartbreaky. I'm like, I nigga, this is back to back. Like some name, right? I'm dying inside. Yeah. Work is killing me. I am dying. But I also refuse to acknowledge that work is killing me and I'm dying. Yo, he just kept playing the music. I'm like, he need to talk to somebody. Are you gonna play this sad ass music before we got to do a whole ass show? Oh, he was beat. I'm like, oh. love lockdown or something. Man, yeah, just like, had, I know is the music this nigga was playing. I'm like, if I learned anything from hanging around this nigga, he will express himself through a song. Oh yes, yes, I will. <laughs> I was very depressed. Life was not in the best place, like, like, which is crazy because I was buying lots of things like. Yeah, all the things that he was, wanted to have, yeah, but none of it made doing, him happy. Yeah, no, no. Like, I just all. bought this gun, but I can't go shoot it because I'm I, at work all the time. Yeah, I hate this place. I hate y'all. I don't want to do this. And so, yeah, no, now I'm much happier and I actually make more money. So look at that. Look at that. 
oh, it's probably way more efficient. <laughs> it's just like, I don't have to wake up at the crack of fucking dawn anymore. I don't have to deal with these people. Not dealing with people is a, at the biggest premium I've ever existed on. I don't know why. It's but just, yeah. But meeting other entrepreneurs is cool too. And I met one today at my friend's party, which is nice. He was like, no, I've been doing it for three years and I'm not going back. I'm like, I feel you on that, homie. Yeah, <laughs> he was see. saying like, it's tough because you don't know where your money coming in. And I'm like, yeah, that is the toughest part. But he was like, I'm not doing that. He was like, I just can't do it. He's like, I got a little man complex. So niggas can't talk to me in your kind of way. I'm like, I feel you on that one. Yeah, not at all. And he I is, just, he definitely self-assessed himself. He I, did. He was like, this is what it is. I got all is. these conflicts, got all these problems. Can't work as, can't live like, I'm not you can't dictate my life. And that's what I recognize is so killing for me. When I've been like, I got to ask you if I can take some time off. Grown I gotta, ass man, I'll... <laughs> Like, like when you got people calling you and yeah, you stop doing and, stuff and it's ask permission to the point where it's not like us have an open and open conversation, explain what's going on and that be acceptable because I'm a human fucking being and I'm allowed to feel certain type of ways whenever I feel them. But no, it's like, nah, we need you. Yeah, Bitch, I can't be here. I'm I I can't make it no but we need you so you can't take it all, bro. And I just like what uh, what do you want me to do on my Saturday? Is the entire reason why I don't like to become pivotal pivotal at places because if you're too pivotal they don't ever let you take days off because everything falls apart. Oh my god! And I used to work in the mailroom and I was the best. <laughs> That's not a comp. I'm not. I'm just saying, I was Being really the good. The- and then I had this fucked up shift where it was like eleven eight and no one wanted to do it, so I couldn't take the fuck off when I really wanted to like. It was strange. And they had to find somebody to cover my shift. Purposefully make myself be like <clears throat> second to third best. Even though I know I could be the best. I can't help it, though. Me I got to master it and be good. Oh, so no. then I can figure out how I can be good and do what the fuck I want. And See, you have to understand. I when here. I master something, I purposely make, I purposely distract myself when I'm going. It's just like, fuck why that. are you taking all these extra bathroom breaks? Because I can. Because the work is done. That's all you care about. Nah. But you're not going to question me too much. Because nah, it's like... See. I'm usually just really, really good at whatever I... I'm like, all right, well, this is what I got to do. Let me be the best at it. And then they're like, oh, you're really good at controlling this. Like, Yeah, I know, bitch. And then go do what the fuck I want. <laughs> like, before I took over about one, the whole building, I was running, like, three floors. Yeah. I was running my two and then the one floor of the manager that couldn't run her own floor. So... It was just like, all right, well, you can run this and maintain all of these associates. So you do that. I don't want this to be my project every day. And I also don't want to run her shit every day. This is upsetting. She gets paid more than me. I know I'm not supposed to know that, but I do. (laughs) (laughs) And that bothers me. Because she has experience in the medical field. Why the fuck does she get paid more than me? Because she's gets experience in the medical field. I I don't know what the fuck they got to do with Amazon, Charles. You, you, you <laughs> <don't> <laughs> she she would, understand, she Charles. She not to be a good man. I don't know what's going on with you, Charles. Why am I struggling over here? I don't think I need to go home. I can't roll the chair right. All right. <laughs> you just to slide away. Oh. oh, I think you didn't put the things behind it. Oh. That, oh yeah. yeah, that's what it is. Here, I'm, I'm like, grabble. what is going on? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, sorry, kid. Okay, sorry. No, it's just me having the full kind of epiphany. 
It's just like, what is, what is going on? There you go. I'm upset. Yeah, no, you needed the uh, the chair stops behind it. I'm sitting up here, sitting just like Kite. Yeah. Just, he's flying back. It's just like, what is going on? I'm going to go up there and apologize to Kite. Yeah, so now you understand how frustrating that is. Because the first couple of times, it's <laughs> just like, oh. to Kite. So you know how I realized it? Because I would be sitting in that chair and it just just be moving around. And I was like, you know, this is terribly inefficient when I don't want anything. Oh, I, I brought this up because she did a whole audio book. Mm-hmm. By about, herself. About writing plans? No. She, so her channel is, um, you know, I'll give this to everybody since we're talking about creativity. It's Abby um, Emin, Imans, E-M-M-O-N-S. Abby Imans. She uh, does a lot of like how to write different things and like teaching you how to write. But she's also, like, an actual writer herself, and so she'll publish just different, like, short novels and books like that. And so the very first novel that she ever um, published, 100 Days of Sunlight, she um, turned it into an audiobook mm. just recently. And so that's what she spent 2020, the latter half of 2020 working on. And so I thought that was something that me and you could use. I also saw this other audiobook um, thing for more of our project. Okay. Uh, Because my entire stick is, I like audiobooks more than I like. Well, I also read regular. I read everything. I'm not going to sit here and lie and say I like one more or the other. I'm very impatient. I'm very proud that my bookshelf is overflowing. Thank you, guys. My Kindle is overflowing. (laughs) I just got a new book, The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck. Oh, by Mark Mason? Yeah. Yeah. I'm having a really good time with that. That's good. I think I'm halfway through it. Is it really subtle? Yeah. I haven't read it, but I know who made it. Yeah, it's um, a lot of it is not necessarily stuff that I was actively doing doing on purpose, but a lot of just like it's definitely a wavelength already. A lot of it is on my wavelength already of not really allowing like giving a fuck <laughs> that, but not in such a like obtrusive way where it's like fuck what you have to think but it's not allowing what you think about me or what you feel really like impact me as a person or have any bearing on what I'm going to do which I guess is kind of like what our parents try to have try to do because they're like because they always keep trying to get us these jobs and they'd be confused when we don't want to take them see that's the thing I'm not against having one I just will only take one that actually acknowledges my worth yeah if I'm like for real like everything just don't work out I'm open to just going back I don't want to that's very low at the list like I'm gonna have my <laughs> own also, portfolio I'm gonna be able to slap I'm gonna it down ride this motherfucker till the wheels fall off and I don't know when but I'm riding that bitch say this is how much I'm worth leave me alone yeah, yeah, I like how it's it do like being in the business requires you to be creative because I, I got to pivot. You got to look for shit. You got to figure out ways like what's a good way to capture people's like it's really creative. You got to stay on your fucking toes all the time. And that's what I kind of like about it. You don't realize how much creativity you have to put into it. Nah, it's just not just the fucking numbers and shit like that. It's just the fun of it. Like, damn. What can I do today? It's like a game I play with myself. I bet I could turn 50 to 150 by the end of whatever. And I bet you this shit going to say, watch me. It's like, that. it's like a game I get to play with myself 
consistently where I might win, but that's okay because I'm in the thriller just looking for this shit. <clears throat> it's like, well, even if you lost in that situation, like, damn, I only turned this 50 into 125. I can get my money back. That's all Ash is guaranteeing. Yeah. I'm getting my money back. That's what I know. (laughs) But it's also be fun. It's just like you don't, like I said, you just don't realize how creative it could be. The amount of freedom I'm willing to pay my price. This is the price I'm willing to pay for my freedom that I want. Because waking up on a Saturday and just being like, what I got to do today? What the fuck I want to do today? Right. (laughs) That shit is great. Hmm. Yeah. I think that is. I don't really think I have anything else. None of those fit with our conversation. Yeah. That I want This turned into a whole different podcast, honestly. <laughs> um, what? <laughs> so you're not gonna bring it? up one of those topics. I mean, uh, is there one that you want to talk about? No, specifically? I don't this is if this is it, this is it. I mean, if we want to talk about one specifically. I don't know. This was a liberating count like thing. Those back there, from what I remember, the behind me topics, those were kind of Rab. It's <laughs> <laughs> just like we were, we're having part. a high note, and I'm sitting I'm about to turn up turn around. Trauma. Yeah, none of the topics are particularly light topics. No. They not. But you also was like, I want this to be longer. That's Ash is okay with this being this. Well, this I was length. just saying that we should like kneecap it if we were having like conversation and it was going over the time. Oh, okay. Oh. So it, well, I wasn't necessarily worried longer, about that. But he I was, was saying, more like, so. I was saying more so than uh, from what we were talking about. The trauma transition was actually fairly dead on because that was more so about allowing our parents to dictate what we should do with our lives based on past traumas. Well, I don't think none of us do that though. All of uh, us are like, nah, we don't. <laughs> well, a lot of people do take their last past traumas and actually allow that to shake you basically shake it in their kids if you don't do this this exact way everything will be terrible that shit is so well, I guess so foul for me in the trauma thing I guess what happened recently made me realize like the amount of trust that I did not have in myself like I owe you an apology <laughs> Because he was sitting there, damn sure, was like, Ash, some things you just don't have to bump your fucking head on. Why? <laughs> and I'm like, what hell is you fucking we? You know? And then I think these past couple of weeks have taught me, like, you already know, not trusting myself has really fucked me up. And just the betrayal of myself really had me like. Oh, that was a conversation from a while ago. You, yeah. <laughs> now I'm realizing. Like, I had to figure it out. He's like, <laughs> like, what are you doing? We were sitting right next to each other. Oh, I'm like, oh, man. Oh, me, that talent of mine, I look at somebody else running their head and this stuff is like, well, I'm just not going to do that. <laughs> it's just. <laughs> and you see how you just was like, no. My problem is, is it was like, it'll all work itself out, which it would, but your innate wisdom that I just kept denying of myself was really fucked up to the point where it was like, I'm not even mad at nobody. I'm mad at me. Because I, mean, I fuck with me so much now. And it's like, it really felt like a drug addict when they relapsed. You think you're really on it, and then you fall off. Yeah. that's how devastating that shit was for me. I've seen that a lot. So mm-hmm. it's just one of those things where it's just like, I'm going to stop it. I'm going to stop. Everything's going well. Everything's going well. And, and then it's just like you, you, realize, go, you go right off the cliff. Yeah, you just realize, like, I chose something for myself. So fucked up. And I knew... From the trajectory everything was going, it's like, well, what was the com- 
the compulsion in me to keep fucking doing that thing. And then I was like, damn, I'm mad at myself. I don't even give a fuck about why, nobody why else in the situation. It's like, it's like I want to stop and up. yell and be fucking mad and like insult people. I want to. I want to so bad. New Jersey, New York was great. But I went to New Jersey and some fucked up shit happened to me there. And I want to scream. I want to. I want to insult everybody and wag my finger and tell how angry I am. But I'm so mad at myself. I'm so upset with myself. I can't even tell y'all how much I'm beating myself up for the shit that I made. The things that I've been doing, it's hard. I don't even know how to explain that shit. But I know I can, I'm not trying to like, be like, oh, my parents did this. I don't give a fuck about what my parents did. I love me so much. I still let people treat me like that. How could I? <laughs> I'm mad at myself. I'm so angry at myself. I do believe most people hold themselves more accountable than anybody else can actually hold them. And I don't necessarily like there. I mean, maybe that's me with my anxiety speaking. Mm -hmm. People with self-awareness hold themselves more accountable. than <laughs> Because I'm like, I'm wildly self-aware of everything that I do. It's like, damn, I stepped on that grass. Fuck. Yeah. And I was just like, yo, you got it. And I remember saying to myself, well, what defines between a girl and a woman? And now I know my compulsions. <laughs> When you a girl, you can follow your fucking compulsions all you fucking want. But when you get into the arena of being a woman, you got to stop that shit. You got to temper yourself. Understand yeah. the difference between like wants and needs and all this other stuff and understand like that's that's the reason why I always like to go home, sit down before I, like I don't make me like major split decisions like like that. I can't mm -hmm. do it like Tony does. I have to go home and sit down because it's just like, am I being reckless it's very possible that I'm being reckless because whenever I make snap decisions, more than likely it's just like, it's like, I don't know. I'm jumping in the phone. I'm jumping in the pool with my phone in my pocket. And it's just like, why'd you do that? I don't know. I just saw the pool and I did it. It, <laughs> it didn't work out. Yeah. Like I said, my compulsions have led me for a while. I was pretty good, but now I'm just seeing like the things that I've done and the people that I'm affecting, like you can't do that shit no more. Not because of what other people might think of me, because of how I feel about myself. Like when you get into that that real love for yourself, not being in love with your persona, you really be fucking with you. And then you realize like, fuck, I fucked up again. I, I can't, like I'm so, I can't even describe that shit. How much I've cried these past weeks, even though I was traveling a lot. <sighs> how angry I am at myself. And I'm just like, I gotta get it together. Not for nobody else's sake. It's because I'm just tired of letting myself down. I can't let me down anymore. I think the hardest part is actually being okay with yourself for making mistakes. Yeah, that's the hardest part. Like, I just wake up and I woke up at five o'clock in the morning. I cried again, listened to some bullshit. I'm like, what do I mean? And then went back to sleep and I wrote about it. Then I went to the park, cried some more. I'm like, I just, I fucking hated myself. I think that's the one skill that probably all of our parents failed in teaching us mm -hmm. is how to cope healthy and in like productive ways with like trauma. Yeah. I just saw a bunch of stuff I shouldn't do. That's not I didn't learn. Good. I still don't know skill. the proper way of dealing exactly. with it. So I just know me a neither. Mine's just run away. Don't deal with this shit. Go. Where wherever we are right now. We could not be. Leave. I have to go. I don't oh, want to deal with this. Do? I'm leaving. Don't drink a ton. Don't do drugs. Don't uh, lash out. 
don't go shoot somebody. There's a plethora of things that you just don't do. Like, what do you, what do you do? Yeah, you internalize it. <laughs> no. Nah, nothing. No. No, nothing bad happens if you internalize it. And that's how I ended up with anxiety. <laughs> like, BS. That's real, though. That is real as fuck. You said, so I have all of these issues, but I only know bad ways to express them. But those ways I don't want to express. So I'm going to just think about it on the inside forever. <laughs> it's just like that uh, sounds like prison as fuck. Forever. That's why I said <laughs> that's what anxiety I is. Just like, it's just I mean, constantly some, going. I just, uh, I had like, I had one rough semester in undergrad, and that was the pretty much the end of me internalizing things. It's just like, Jesus Christ, I actually have to trust somebody with this. Because that's the biggest thing is just like, I turtle things off because I don't trust anyone. And it's just like, and when I finally did trust someone and it didn't actually like fucking explode in my face, it's just like, you know, people don't inherently necessarily want to spite you. Not all of them. Exactly. <laughs> um, my overall assumption is you can't really trust anybody. Yeah. That's fair. I, that's, I think that you have to operate with that because... <laughs> Society I can operate like that. I, but I don't think that's healthy. That's not healthy. I operate with a level of, I guess, not necessarily distrust, but you're neutral to me. So I don't inherently just trust you. Like, yeah, you but saying I, stuff. And so that's all right. I'm going to go with it until you start you, proving otherwise. Yeah. It's more so action based with me for now that I know if I would a shadow of a fucking doubt, I can trust myself. And I had to go through some bullshit to just really get that ingrained in me. If I, It's not that I don't trust anybody. I trust myself to know, to give myself what I need from now on. What's going to make me happy? Like saving up was something that was super hard for me. But now that I've seen, like, these are the ways that it just take away so much stress when you have that. Oh, but sure. I had to get into the, the habit, habit of saving. And like I said, just seeing like now, like, I remember when I went to New Jersey. <laughs> I can't tell that part. Oh, we'll, well talk about it off, off mic. I'm trying to figure out how to say what I was saying. It. I just found myself somewhere. I'm like, I it just snapped. Yeah, like, what am I doing? Because I ran away. I'm like, I'm leaving. Bye. <laughs> I can't deal with this. I'm going to go. Sometimes you just. And it was the compulsion. Point where you're like, I, this, it, this ain't it no more. Yeah. Or. This was never it, and why I thought it was, I uh, I don't know. But like my overall it ain't goal that was, and I gotta go. Like it took me a while because my goal is always avoided to these types of situations. But somehow, at some point, you end up smack dab in the middle of them. Is just like, and then you look back. It's just like imagine you're riding up a mountain, and you're trying to get to the top, and then for. And the next time, next thing you look back, you look back and you're at the bottom of the mountain. You look back up. It's just like, how the fuck did I get here? I was going up and now I'm down here. And what the what is even going on? Mm -hmm. I'm confused. Terribly mm. confused. Terribly. It's just like I was walking up and it's I still felt like I was. But at some point I took a right, ended up walking down. And now I'm right here. Right where the fuck I tried to avoid. Like I did all this shit to just like get to this space where it's like damn dude you really fucked up didn't you fucking asshole like <laughs> like it was just this uh, terrible self-talk and believe me like don't like i said can't nobody at this point like can't nobody hurt me more than i've hurt myself that's the worst 
He's just like, what are you going to do to me now? I hate negative self-talk. Mm-hmm. Like, that's the one thing I try to avoid or... But it's the one thing that you can't really, like, help other people with. Like, you can say, hey, don't talk bad about yourself, but then they're just going to be yeah. quiet and then interline it and then have silent negative thoughts. So it's like... I mean, it's a quintessential thing of depression. It's just like, what are you going to do? Well... I cannot curb your negative thoughts because it is impossible. And that's the enti- that's the entire reason why people say, well, your thought policing is like, I can't police your thoughts. Yeah. It's impossible. That's just strange. Like it's, now, how uh, do you, It's just a, such a stupid concept to me. How do you like the person that you fuck with, number one? I'm my number one. And I let me down. That's like me not being there for Riley or something, which I felt that. Um, well, I never told that story, but I'm going to say it out loud just for the fuck of it. I'll just say something happened where my daughter didn't trust me to protect her. That fucked me up for quite a while. She wouldn't be near me. She wouldn't allow me to like help her out with something because she didn't trust that I could protect her. <clears throat> That's some fucked up shit to go through as a mom for your little girl not to trust you. So that's the kind of same thing I have to put myself in, like. Hey, at least though, bitch. I think that it's probably a position that plenty of parents have put their children in, mm-hmm. and I don't know how many of them actually recognize, like, how fucked up that is, and then actually oh. take ownership of that instead of being upset at the kid for feeling away. Mm. and be like you know what i need to do better so i think that's a a positive where it's like Uh-oh. all right i made these decisions but i recognize all right hey this is something i never want to be a situation yeah, ever happen again for you and to then now in i'm that in that same space where it's like i don't want to fuck with my you, shit like that you've again. listened to all the damn i know you have so you remember, you remember the Kendrick Lamar song where he was talking about his mother was talking about beating his ass if the dude if he ever actually did fear. Mm-hmm. fear. There we go. So and that's kind of the that's kind of the environment that a lot of the people that I'm synonymous or that are just around us like or the black kids around like period existed. So it's like, but at least your child was had the emotional IQ and like the situational awareness. And at some point she vocalized this to you, mm-hmm. which demonstrates a very high amount of self-awareness and situational awareness to the point where, and you actually got to the point where you could actually fix that. Cause for the most part, for a lot of like, for a lot of African-American youth, you're never allowed to vocalize that. Yeah. Else you're just going to get your ass beat. Yeah. So that's like, a positive that she felt comfortable vocalizing it to you and be like, Hey, this makes me uncomfortable or even being capable of actively not really acting out, but expressing herself in a nonverbal way and feeling like there wasn't going to be like necessarily like retali- retaliation that. for that. Yeah. And what? that's, I would think that's very healthy. I don't know a lot of kids that can be like, Hey, I'm going to just not go around you because I don't feel safe. And then the parent just be like, not snatching the little kid up and like, what you mean you're not going to be over here? Yeah. And then oh. turned it into a much more like what aggressive you mean? situation. Like, what am I doing? Yeah, oh, like, oh, I just realized, oh, like, you, damn, you know. You'd rather be out there on these streets? 
Yo, yeah, get the they, fuck out of there. It's like they take it personally and don't treat their kid like they're a person as well. Yeah, I wanted, I took it personally. I took damn sure took it personally. Like, what do you mean? Like, I just want you to feel better and da da da. And then I want to see when she's like, she's not budging. It's nothing I could really do at this point except for let her figure this out on her own. And like I said, the weight was crushing for a while because I mean that's that was something that that's shook her a up. A better parenting job than most other people. Yeah, because you said you know what? I can't force this. I'm going to allow her to be but, a person and figure it out. It's just like, other parents are like, nah, I'm gonna force this, and you gonna do what I say because I am the dictator of this relationship. Yeah, I it's don't just know. Like, now they hate you at 18, 19 because you don't allow them to express any semblance of who they are as a person. And that's how you end up with Kurt Franklin's chow. That's <laughs> <laughs> just like... Bitch ass nigga. <laughs> she was so... The situation was just so powerless, but I looked at her like, what can I do at this point? I mean... You could have called her... But I could have did anything. You but I, like what Kurt. I do... <laughs> what I, I mean, do, Kurt's I already did. She was okay because that his kid is 37. Well, I understand his child being thirty-seven, <laughs> but this is what led up. This is what led to the creation of Kurt Franklin's child. <laughs> it's just like, yeah, that, that's probably true. I'm not gonna say it's not, but I'm just saying that if once he's thirty-seven, you can call him a bitch ass nigga. That's all I'm saying. Especially when he probably that's fly. such a hard. I mean, at that point, that's such a late cutoff point. It's just like if he's thirty, no, you still can't say it. Yeah, no, when he's over 30, thirty-five, when he's thirty, you can he can catch that bitch ass nigga. You you a whole adult now. You're not in your twenties no more. Like, I I can give you leeway from eighteen when you an adult to twenty nine. <laughs> soon for, as you cross thirty, for you to get that shit together and that's to figure it out. Soon as you start thirty. All right, so you don't want to figure this out. Big bet. You a whole bitch ass nigga. <laughs> and we about to fight. Hey, Andrew, don't be fucking wilding well, on me on fucking social media. I'm fighting like, you. I'm a weirdo. Yeah, yeah. And I don't believe that anyone necessarily deserves respect. I do believe respect is something that is always earned. I agree with that. But yeah, also, sure. I'm smacking the fuck out of you. You my son. Now we got to fucking work. Don't, well, I wish thing. Riley was be 37. Like, like fuck my... you, Miles. Well, fuck you too, you dirty <laughs> bitch. Let's go. I'm... Yeah, <laughs> what you did is try to disrespect me on social media. On social media, like, I'm a friend. Like, I, we not family. I would never go out of my way and be like, let me tell you how much I don't fuck with my daughter. That's a me in between my daughter thing. That is not a whole world so thing. So you want to embarrass me like I'm exactly. your friend. I'm going to beat your ass like yes, I'm your friend. You, we got well, to fight. You I mean, need to meet. What you got to do? He bitch ass nigga like he was his friend. See? <laughs> Exactly. That term, I've never as much. Like, listen, there's been times where I've slipped out know, and cursed what, at my parents, but I ain't never was like you, bitch I ass never, nigga. I've never cursed at my parents. I have, life. and I, but I never was like you, bitch ass nigga. I'm like, this is some stupid ass shit, and got my ass smacked in the head. Like that's something I've definitely no, had repercussions I from. Have a but lot never of ways of articulating myself without is just like this is the stupidest thing I've ever heard. This is, there are plenty of wares that you could say that are more emotive than curse words. I've actually limited myself from curse words. Cur- I, I limited my cussing because I felt like it was actually limiting my That just kind of speaks to more trauma now because like we didn't know how to speak to each other about our anger. You just yelled and cursed at each other. So when he got the same shit that he was teaching us, he wasn't teaching us like, yeah, you're angry and da, 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 like I do it rightly. So it was like, why is this shocking to you, nigga? I don't know any other way to vocalize this shit. Like, you not respecting me. (laughs) So you didn't speak to me calmly Mm -hmm. as a kid. So I don't speak calmly to you now when I'm upset because this is how we This is how we engage. This is is normal. This is normal for me. I don't know any other way. 
Yeah, this is what you showed me. <laughs> now you like, mad? You mad? Like you call you me names? Now I'm calling you names. Oh, all of a sudden you my daughter. You supposed to do that? What? I don't know any other way to do it. I've, especially you don't go on TV and be like, "Let me learn the new way to communicate with my parents." Let me know what show does that because I'll I'll watch it. Oh, uh, I'll put it in front of all the kids. <laughs> but Here's there's how you nothing. vocalize little black children. Yeah, there's nothing to show you. So you don't know, just out here, what around here smacking bitches. How did you that? Into Rico nasty. Shit is crazy. I I I don't know. I think that our parents didn't give us any of the tools necessary to uh, deal uh, with. Trauma. We're not well equipped. No, not in that way. I mean, I, I would say I'm wildly weren't... better equipped than most other people are. I don't think that they were equipped though. They're not. Uh, and I yeah. forgive them for it. But also, I can also choose to keep you at an arm's length because I know you talk to me fucking greasy. I'm not about to fucking keep engaging with you like this. How is it dealing with friends that aren't self-aware? What do you mean? Like, they just don't know where they stand inside of everything? Yeah, and, and like, like, they're like, nothing is really their fault. Like, they don't really have, like, that level of accountability. I'll keep those or... motherfuckers around. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have any friends like that. You know what I learned? Keep I have a lot of friends. Around. But it's like, I don't keep people who are all of, like, due to the level of anxiety that pretty, for the most part, a lot of my friends have, they're all very self-deprecating, so they're all the inverse. It's just like, I'm overly self-aware, but except for you. But you also take result. But you also completely and totally understand. This are this is these are these were the ramifications of my actions that I'm completely and totally okay with. Why I threw this Molotov cocktail at my car and it's on fire? I don't have the right to be surprised. Yeah, no, you should be on fire. Like, no, I'm very self aware, but I'm also not too like filled with like anxiety or like. Things like that. So, whereas I throw a thing about, I throw a Molotov cocktail in my car, and then I get upset with myself about throwing it. I do. I know it's burning, and it should be burning, but I'm upset with myself for burning it. Mm, that is <laughs> wrong. <laughs> <laughs> that that behavior right there, wrong. The reason that it's wrong is not because you burned your car. It's because you're upset that you burned your car. Why are you upset? I don't understand <laughs> what you expected to happen. It's like I have no interest in you in the actual car or burning. Even if all right, well then don't throw, then you really didn't want to throw the Molotov cocktail. I did. No, no, no you didn't. <laughs> because if you did, then you would be comfortable with the, the outcome. Yeah, that's what people are comfortable with. It's like you got to be comfortable with the full spectrum of, of the, the possibilities. Not Bruh. the thing that you do with the outcome that you want. You got to just be like, all right, I'm gonna do this thing, and whatever happens after I do the thing. It's going to be what happens after I do the thing. But most people are like, no, nah, I'm going to do the thing. And then I want this thing to happen. And then they're upset. It's just <laughs> and like they're anxious about that or they're worried. It's like, no, no, th- no. That's not going to happen. You, you oh, can't do that. You got to just do the thing. Like someone being anxious about not turning in their homework and then they don't turn in their homework. Yeah. Like, right. like just either do the thing or don't do the thing. But like, worrying bro. about it is so counterproductive to happiness. <sighs> Uh, that's what I learned after that I I hit certain hurdles and it's just like and I cleared them I never planned on having to re-clear hurdles ever again that is the way I exist inside of my life they literally they concerned with having a good time hit me up when you want to have a good time 
But that's it. That's all I can really give right now is us having a good time and us bullshitting and girl, this nigga's dick, like we can do that all fucking day when I want to have a good time. But other than that, I don't really I because the problem is is that I want to help. And you can't help these niggas. You be wanting to be like, oh. this is a very easy way out of this. But you can't because you'd be like, them niggas not really ready to hear that. Or if you oh. say a solution, they'd See, be like, that's the thing. they go back to being like, no, no, no. You'd be like, all right, that's where I show up. That's where the Tony advice comes in. the worst shit in the world <laughs> where you like, all right, hanging around with, with the ones that don't really know. And then they're like, oh, I got all these issues. And I'm like, hmm, this is how you fix that. And they're like, but not this nah, issue, this try. issue, this problem. I'm like, I bet what I you shut do? up because you dumb. Yeah, because you don't Ew. even want a solution. You just want to talk to me. Oh, I mean, I do believe it is important for people to understand that. I don't know. I've learned this Venting from most is only useful as phase one of problem solving. Yeah, I very rarely vent. I, if as, I have to vent, like get something off my chest, that means I've been holding on to it entirely too long. Yeah, like I don't think there's anything wrong with venting. Venting is fine, but venting should be like, all right, I've got that off my chest. Now, these are the action plans that I'm going to take to change the situation I just was upset about. It can't be. I vented to you today. And I will and vent I s- to you tomorrow. No, nigga, you will not. <laughs> I will fight you. Things that we Shut need up. to, like, assets that one needs to have when listening to these, these two people. One, I, one, you should never come up with a, come back with a story that's your, that also made you depressed or something bad happened to you. Because that minimizes their entire problem. And also, it's just not helpful. Yeah, you're like, not actually being useful to that person. I'm not, like I said, but you also have to understand like there are natural processes because like there are times when I say, "All right, do you want it's do you want a vent or do you want a solution?" Yeah, I'm fine with either, but you also have to understand if you're just gonna vent, it's just gonna be me nodding my head and say, "Yeah, uh huh," getting some explanation, kind of interacting inside of the conversation. But at no point in time am I actually gonna be critically looking at this situation and solve the issue. Yeah, not Whereas forgot. if you ask me, like, I'm stuck, I need a solution. Because it's like, I like in college, I will mess up, I will mess stuff up. It's just like, there was someone who was venting about, uh, someone who was venting about, I guess their boyfriend didn't want to, uh, she was going to ask whether or not a boyfriend wanted to go out with her friends. And I said, well, that's a kind of a trap question. It's just like, and then all the women got, that's not a trap question at all. Ah, y'all don't understand dudes at all. Because I hate to tell you, more majority of the time, we don't like your friends. <laughs> we like you. I don't know them, and I don't really want to know them. Um, but, but if I say no, time that I don't want to go out with you and your friends, it'll probably, probably be fine to, the first time. You're going to take this some type of way because I don't want to hang out with your friends. You don't ever want to go out with my friends. You're right. I don't like them. <laughs> They're your friends. But you should be willing to sacrifice to... Oh, I'm not going to put myself into a situation where I'm wildly uncomfortable to deal with these people that I don't like. Yeah, They're that's not weird. nice people. Even from a girl's role, from my perspective, going to hang out with my dude's friends, that's weird. That's like dude time. I don't want to be involved. Yeah, I don't really need you and to nigga hang out. And nigga time, yeah. That's like, dude time. It's cool. Like, I've had it both ways where... I kick it with my friends. There was definitely, when I was in a relationship with this one girl, like, she was around... All the time, like it would be me, her, and Jones a good 99% of the time, just kicking it. And so that didn't ever bother me. And she didn't ever really seem like 
to it mine, but it was only just Jones. So it was never like all the niggas. And you know how Jones is. So right. that nigga just going to sit there quietly and be passive. It was just like, what you doing? Walking back and forth, hacking Pokemon Edge. No, that nigga would just sit there. We just all watch anime and <laughs> just be chilling. Time. Yeah. <laughs> that like... was really realistically it. But that was also like when we had rented out the house. And so me and him lived together. So him being there wasn't really like that I mean, yeah. awkward because it's not like I called him over every time she came over. It was just like, I'm just, already here. Because that would be weird. That'd be weird if <laughs> That'd I, be weird as fuck. Yeah. It was so much for calling coming over, you know. Yeah, like, what the fuck? I don't want you to do that. Don't worry about it. Kick it with it, but I need you to be here just for my safety. What? <laughs> yeah, I'm fine. Like, you probably shouldn't be dating her. No, I like it, but <laughs> just I just don't just want her to randomly bust out and start choking support, me for no Yeah, just hold me down. So we lived together. So I didn't want it to make it seem like why did you always have this nigga around? That, yeah, that just sounds like you do sixteen. Because he'll just It's very possible that. Because there were points in time where it's just like, where are you going? I would tell I mean, you. Like, yeah, I mean, five days, six days out the week. Early on, yeah, especially like right when I graduated high school and he was graduating, well, he had stopped going. So he wasn't in school. Um, yeah. We kicked it heavy, real heavy, all the time, all the time. Then we fell out over a bitch. And not even over like me liking a chick or him liking a chick. But, well, no, it was him liking a chick and doing stupid shit behind said woman. Was that that Home Depot thing? Yeah. Like, <laughs> He's still like, mad at you for that. Like, not coming to work and just <laughs> dumb shit like that. <laughs> He's still mad at you for that one. Remember when he was out here? It was like, you didn't tell the fucking truth. I'm like, he is traumatized. He is. <laughs> he is traumatized. He is not over that. Well, Charles- Whatever happened... All right, Marcus. Oh, I know the that. entire story. What did Marcus tell you? Marcus not over here. Told, I think I've only gotten the story with both of you here. Well, Marcus don't like my story because he feels like he ain't tell the whole truth. And Tony, uh, no good and goddamn I mean, well, he didn't tell the whole truth. I, I am situational. <laughs> the the thing is, the story that I got was completely and totally plausible, and that's the thing. Where it's just like, I mean, everything made like the. Have you ever gotten a story and things just like with the people that you're dealing with, everything just makes sense because mm-hmm. it wasn't it wasn't a situation where it's just like because I was around everyone else at that point and he just wasn't there. He was nowhere. Yeah, because he was up under this bitch. Ninety nine percent of the time. So it's just like one and of those things where it's just he just stopped coming to work. Like and there were point in times where I'll be sitting there and we would play I would be playing Yu-Gi-Oh with Tony. And Joe it's just like and we were like, oh, what's what's going on with Jones? Don't know. Cause Jones is not answering the phone no more. Cause Jones is got his nose wide open with this chick. And that's cool. But it's these awesome. niggas at work where I got you the job at are, are now making now. me do your job. Because you're just not coming to work. So I feel a way. Because, nigga, what are you doing? Why are you making me look bad now? Mm. So that was one. Then he went to Pop Fly and argue with me about what's going on. Nigga, the reason you didn't get fired the first time is because the store manager got transferred. And so all the paperwork didn't get done. You know how I know? Because I saw it. And I might have had him lose the paperwork. And I have 
good friends. So there was no mention of it when the new store manager came in. But what did you keep doing when this new store manager was there? Not showing up to fucking work. <laughs> so it didn't matter because you got fired anyway. Because, nigga. And so me having conversations and then him like asking me to come get him and shit like that just spiraled out into like us like this is not beefing in the middle of the street <laughs> about him just wanting like me to just like bend over backwards to try and be like available to help him out in these situations but my nigga you not being responsible in any other facet that I need you to be mm-hmm. so no we cannot <laughs> get on one of those right now. It's pretty much. I hate you. It's one of those situations where I I cannot, I cannot enable this. I and, can't because he was just gone. Like y'all know, he just disappeared from all friend groups and was just down there on Eddie. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. That's where he was at. Yeah, now that you know he was at. That made me dizzy. Wait, I can't see straight. <laughs> yeah, that nigga was on Eddie Road. It's only funny because that means randomly, if I went to my grandmother's place, I could have randomly walked out there like, nigga, why are you here? Uh, it was, it was, he Bro, that made me lightheaded. Eddie, so it was this street right off of Eddie that was like a dead end. Eddie Road. He was just right there. So I knew where he was at. No, how? Because I dropped him off and picked him up from there. But that's like it's the middle oh, of fucking nowhere. It's the middle of the hood nowhere. <laughs> it's not just the middle of nowhere. This nigga's in the middle of the like hood. Like the factory like, said, become bandos. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's where he's it's at. That it's like it was funny because we drove past chilling. Eddie all the all the way that's to funny the west side, fuck. and I was sitting here like, huh, that big ass blue smokestack thing is gone. This place has been the same for. 30 years but of it's my life. desolate over there. There's no hope on Eddie. <laughs> so that's what I want y'all to know. My I see that. So do you understand why I was upset? I saw an entire generation <laughs> die and get old again on that street. She's not coming to work, just choosing to be just done on Eddie. Just fucking around on Eddie. Yeah, getting drunk and kicking it on Eddie, <laughs> bro. What are you doing? I don't know. I mean, I understand oh technically God, Eddie is head. basically right down the hill from Cleveland Heights I from wanted, Severance. I want it better for my nigga. <laughs> Let's see. And Compassion. He didn't want better for himself. himself. And he was mad at me because I did. And so we argued Look about that. And fell out. That's Eddie why we Rowe. fell out. This is the Drinking a four fucking loco. He was getting shit faced drunk just on any road, just not making any of the right decisions. I was like, That's crazy. And then he beefing with other niggas at the job about the chick. And it's just. It was just a lot, and I was like, like the only I reason why anybody up. cares about this goddamn shit is because you're not showing the goddamn work. <laughs> and then <laughs> his Eddie. chick had beef with the chick I was talking to. <laughs> but how you? Why get... is there all this beef? There was never beef before. I never working at Home Depot. Depot was like high school. Oh, gross! Y'all were yeah, immediately no, was, out of high school. Yeah, it was immediately out of high school. But the adults were like high schoolers too, my nigga. No, yes. thank you. Everybody was like a high school. No, that was yeah. So no, that is the story of why Tony was he mad because this nigga group. was on he fucking was in Eddie. The opposite yeah. direction too. Marcus is not here to defend himself, so I'm still on the fence about whose side I'm gonna pick. No, this nigga fine. lived in fucking Shaker, <laughs> but was on Eddie Road. Eddie Road. So it's Fuck just like that. it's Talk basically dope. But stranded he can on Eddie still Road because neither one of them stranded? had stranded. Yeah, no, that's why he couldn't get to work because they didn't have money to, to get, get on a bus, the bus or nothing. No. That's a pathetic ass situation. Because they out here paying for E and J. <laughs> <laughs> that 
I'm a cow. So, oh, gross. So that's why Tony's mad. How you come? How down, you not you have making, five fifty for the fuck all day pass? You making decisions not to come to work, not to have money, so you can travel. That's crazy. Choosing to come down here and get stuck. You, may, I don't understand, my nigga. I love you. I'm but trying to get good this. decisions, bro. That'd be the hardest, like you said, niggas with good hearts just be doing. Uh, that shit. Yeah, it's just like, <laughs> you got a good heart, yeah, but you doing this. I want to fight you because I, I want and it's crazy because I understood why he was doing it. Like he really fucked with her, and mm-hmm. like I get that. And y'all were trying to do whatever y'all was trying to do and have what y'all had. I respect that, but no, <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna fight you for your own good. Yeah, That's crazy. No. Fisty cuffs. What are y'all fighting about? He wants him to be more productive with his life. Huh? Oh, that's man. like no. that'd be the weirdest fight I ever saw on any fucking road. It's like what they doing? They fighting over five hours. That makes sense. So what sorry. this other dude wants him to better himself. Yes, oh. yes, that's why we're fighting on Eddie Road. That like that would have been a hilarious day. Damn, I had my to, mother walks down uh, on Eddie Road. I saw two of your friends over there scuffling. And back about then, one you could get transfers for free. Claude <laughs> broke the camel's back. Called me while I was at work. We're down here. We need this. Mm-hmm. So I take my break. The roll earliest. Down. Roll down the hill. And roll down this hill to go do this for them to be upset and not have everything in order and to be ungrateful that I have to go back to work and can't just stay and do this. So that's why we had finally fell out. Oh. Because what are y'all doing? No, you may, I left work for this, my nigga. Do you not understand the level that I'm going to to try Trevor and be does supportive my of you? job. It's like, I understand technically it's right because you're right there at Severance. You go right down the hill, take a right, take a left, take another right. You're on Eddie. But Eddie's a long street. Yes, Eddie is a long street. <laughs> it was a, oh, it's like Eddie it was St. Clair. It was it was Eddie past like save more Eddie. It don't matter yeah. what <laughs> part of Eddie Road yes, you talking it was about. Bad. It, was, it was not good. <laughs> All of the is fucked up. You are yeah. my grandma. You just said Eddie Road. My grandma like, lives oh my god. All the old people who have owned their all their houses for forever. All the same people. Brad. I've seen no. the generations die, come in, and die again. No, like, no, not, not that Eddie. Just it's like well, you destitute. pass that little bumpy part where you pass St. Clair or Superior, whatever that street is for Eddie. Yep. You get past where it used to be saved more. Yeah, you go straight down there. That part of Eddie. None of that matters. But yeah, <laughs> no. Why are you on Eddie? Regardless, when you don't need to be, you don't live there down here. There ain't a damn thing productive There's nothing over there. It's just My nigga, nothing for you. Nothing for you at all. <laughs> a nigga was drinking steel reserve and wearing a wife trying beater. Trying to help y'all get this t- car towed because it died and y'all stranded and y'all ain't got no way. And I'm trying to help because I got a vehicle, but I got to go back to work and y'all shit ain't in order. And y'all not answering the phone, so I'm getting frustrated because I'm calling neither one of y'all to answer because y'all talking about I'm talking to my baby daddy. <laughs> he is in Texas. <laughs> I am off of work looking and trying to figure See, out the situation. The are, Marcus sorry. knows what baby mama pussy will do to you. <laughs> All right. We got that baby. I'm done with this. I'm I feel like that's going to be the end of the show. I'm that's that's right a wonderful there. place to end. <laughs> oh, we will be taking a short uh, little hiatus. Short, short, to, short. To get things together. We're going to come back with guests and just different topical conversation. So just give us a minute. All right.
You gotta stop it, nigga. <laughs> 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 